This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. And it looks a little stormy outside. I don't think anything serious today, but it still looks a little stormy. And we're going to be talking about storms, being prepared for storms, and also how Middle Tennessee Electric is prepared to help you. And we're visiting with Amy Byers. Hey, Amy, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. Good to have you with us today. Thank you. You brought a friend with you. <laughs> I did. I bought, I brought someone that knows much more than me about these <laughs> matters. <laughs> I brought the expert. So I have Sean Fertrell with me today, and he is over our um, operations, the um, dispatch center, or what is it? Systems control. Systems control. There we go. I was... I was like, what's it called? I'm a little slow this morning. So This is um, a place that looks like is, the NASA control board. Yeah, it looks a lot similar to this room. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell us what you do over there. So we have a group um, just dedicated to handling outages. So let's say you call in for an outage. They're going to see it first, um, and they're going to look at every piece of uh, software equipment that we have to try to see if we can narrow it down before sending a crew there just so they have all the in- information um before you know they get out there and so we can get your power restored as fast as possible can you sort of tell when an outage is happening in a neighborhood without the person calling always we can um you know due to technology and how uh advanced it's becoming you know we're able to determine most of the time an outage before our members even know about it which I think is a very cool thing to do. You know, let's say you're at work and you come home, you didn't, you know, your clocks might need to be reset, but you don't know you were out of power because hopefully we got it restored before you even got back. And you're sending out uh, either text messages or emails uh, to alert people your power's back on and all this. I got one of those yesterday and I thought, and it was at my house, mm-hmm. and I thought, hmm, I didn't know it was out. But then when I got home, I did have to, like you say, reset the clocks. So. Uh, and and as, as you look at these things, that's good to sort of alert people that there has been an outage, so if you need to reset something. Yeah, I mean, we would love to contact and talk with every one of our members who call in and, you know, wanting to know about their outage. But a lot of times, especially with a bigger outage, we just don't have the time to uh, contact each one of them. So those messages really help us uh, get some information out to them so they at least know what's going on. Now, what should people do? Amy, you have a certain routine that you like for people to do if the power goes out. Share with us what that is, because somebody just might have moved here as if that is not a normal thing, people moving here all the time. (laughs) (laughs) They are. They are moving here all the time. Well, you know, first, for for the people that have been here forever, I just, you know, as we were talking about sending the messages and that type of thing, you know, I think it's good for me to remind everyone to make sure your phone numbers are correct with us. 
Um, that is vital when you're talking about uh, outage management and, and us trying to, you know, pinpoint outages and, and let you know and you being able to let us know. That phone number is vital. And, you know, so many people, when you applied for service, you probably just had a landline and you gave us your landline number and now everybody has moved to mobile numbers and no one really has a landline number anymore. But you don't think about, ooh, I need to call the, um, you know, power company and let them know. So Mm -hmm. definitely make sure that all of your information, and you can tie that to a cell phone. You know, you don't have to tie it to a landline. But when you call in, you know, us being able to recognize that number, knowing where you are, and then with the new system that that we've got um, where you can text in your outages, I mean, that's just, it's going to be vital to be able to uh, have that number. And, And as far as... Being able to, um, you know, what we've, we've talked about over the weeks on, on what to do in case of an outage. You know, certainly we always say call in. You know, even we have this great technology, it's always good to call in because y- you never know if you might be the only one. Or, you know, no, we, we've talked for years about don't rely on your neighbor to call, you know, because it might not affect your neighbor. It might mm-hmm. just affect you. So it's always good to make that call. But one thing, um, specifically for the uh, members in Murfreesboro, Middle Tennessee has this outage map, which is great. Um, This is something that we did not have at Murfreesboro Electric. But you can go on the website, um, go to, you know, uh, www.mtemc.com. And if you click on report an outage, you'll have a pop-up that will come up. And you kind of scroll down on there, and it says, you know, outage map. Click on that, and you can see. You can see where the outages are. You can even see, and this is, I think, is a great feature, Sean, that y'all do. You can even see if someone's been assigned to it. Oh, really? Um, so then you're like, well, I, you know, I know they're coming. They're I the know way. they're on their way. <laughs> uh, so that is a, a great feature um, when, when you're just unsure, you're kind of num- wanting to know what's going on to go and, and check on. Well, this time of the year, we have some different reasons for having outages. What, mm-hmm. what is the uh, most common reason for an outage? Uh, most common reason, there's two really big ones that we see a lot, is wildlife mm-hmm. and then weather. Uh, weather's probably one of our bigger ones, but, you know, you know, squirrels and birds, they, they <laughs> love getting into our power line. So, you know, we have a lot of that. And so uh, when that happens, that turns the circuits off. Does a, a person have to come, a crew, and, and work on that, or does it repair itself? So... Both. Uh, it depends on where it happened at. But a lot of times uh, we're going to dissect and try to figure out what happened then send a crew to inspect either way uh, just to make sure that all equipment is good to go and we're not going to have any more issues down the road. Mm-hmm. We had an interesting thing, and Amy helped us dramatically through this, uh, I guess, a week or so ago, mm-hmm. early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of our outages never happen at normal times. <laughs> this one, I think, it was at 4 o'clock, and uh, a, a line on Broad had caught on fire. I'd never heard of a power line catching on fire. I mean, it's metal. Uh, how, do, how do things like that happen? Well, unfortunately, on some instances where that equipment where it's, you know, lines are tied together. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, um, the connections that were tying those lines together started just coming loose. And 
finally just broke the straw and came loose. And I think what made that outage a lot longer than it needed to be, when that line fell, a truck actually kind of grabbed hold of it and <laughs> yanked it a little bit, causing a little more repair than what you know it could have been. So I think that's why the duration was longer than what it had to be. And it happened to be across Broad Street, pretty busy intersection, even at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. And, and probably you don't have as many crews ready to jump on something at 4 in the morning, I don't guess, do you? Well, funny you should say that. We always have on-call personnel 24 hours a day. Um, so each area office will always have, you know, four to five people uh, every single day on call, ready to go at a moment's notice. And that's, I think that's where our group comes in, too, is, you know, we're watching those calls come in. We're looking, you know, at each outage that comes in, and we can call them appropriately. Middle Tennessee Electric is always on top of everything and making our service basically flawless, just uh, helping out. And one of the things that I think would help people is there are some things that they should do to be ready for a storm. And, Amy, what should people be doing? What should they have at their home uh, should a storm arise? Well, you know, the the main thing, I think, um, and, and this is kind of what I do, you know, Sean does a great job of letting the MTE team know, hey, something's coming. So uh, we kind of are, are very weather aware at, at Middle Tennessee Electric. So when I start getting those emails and I start looking at the weather and I'm like, ooh, this could be kind of a little more serious, you know, the first thing I do is charge up all my devices, mm-hmm. you know, because you, and, and if you have any battery to i have a lot of um you know i have my cell phone but then i have battery packs um and so i'll charge those up because you you don't know what's going to happen you know i mean for for those of us that were here during the good friday tornado we know we can be without power for several days and so you're gonna and and everyone's gonna call and check on you you're gonna be on that (laughs) cell phone so i think that's one of the most important things is is get get everything charged um you know look around your yard when storms are coming look around the outside of your house okay what could wind come and pick up and blow into my house into the power line into you know what have you got around your house that you might want to kind of put up or weight down or bring in you know that type of stuff and then just have that plan of okay if 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 it is a tornado is if it is something serious where am i going to go and go ahead and stock that area i know that that's what we'll do we have i actually have a we've talked about this before i actually have a tornado room so um, really? it, it, it I do, and it, it's it's my laundry room by day <laughs> and my tornado room when it's serious. And so, you know, I'll go in there and I prepare that. I, I put my purse in there and, and my iPads in there, whatever I think I would need if I had to, to get in there and, and be in there for a little bit. So, um, you know, those are some things you can do. And then just make sure you have our number handy. You have... Um, you know the your app. You know that if you have not downloaded that app, uh, the My MTMC app, that's going to be your lifeline during these events. Download that app because you can report your outage. You can check on things. You get the messages that we're sending through that app. So that's going to be really, really important for you as well. And Sean, th- that app uh, is just full of great information. Great information, especially if you're thinking you had a high bill. You can go in there and see your usage from day to day, and I think that's really neat to see and kind of pinpoint, oh, well, I guess I did use more yesterday mm-hmm. than I thought I did. Uh, but kind of like what Amy was saying, too, on you know storms, um, we are sending out weather alerts to our team, but we're also getting extra team uh, 
ready in case they need to work. You know, our member service folks, you know, they do an incredible job at making sure they're manning the phones. And if somebody wants to uh, call in, they are there ready. And just like with our team, you know, we're getting extra folks in there, making sure that we can handle any outage that comes in. Now, a while back, several years ago, there was conversation about the importance of doing uh, some of the high energy things in the evening hours overnight maybe like washing clothes washing dishes things of that sort uh is the electricity cheaper in the wee small hours of the morning or we've not used we've not moved to time of use rates so you know we do have seasonal rates so um you know in the in the the spring and the fall the rates are a little lower um and then you know it kind of fluctuates in the summer and the uh, winter and of course we have the fuel cost adjustment that comes from TVA that fluctuates month, monthly as well. But as far as hourly rates, we are not we're not doing that mm-hmm. yet. So I say that, but then you know when we are in times where we are in peak demand, so you know we have the really 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 cold mornings or the really really hot afternoons. You know those type of things where um, you know we we really want to conserve we would urge people in the peak times where you know electricity is everybody's using it and it, it's it's we're in um, what we call kind of a conservation mode on that type of thing that you would back off you know doing big meals in your oven or doing your laundry or washing your dishes but on an average day uh, majority of the days that we have it, it's not going to make a make a difference for you we hear about people living mainly in california mm-hmm. that area who have uh, used a lot of electricity at the same right. time and then they have brownouts i think where their right. electricity sort of drops does that ever happen with us here or do we just have a better source of electricity um you know things are a lot different when you're looking at california and texas and um how they you know the the tva area is just set up a little different than what they are in california um we you know i've been uh in the utility industry for um you know 30 something years i hate to say that but you started at 10 years i old. did i did <laughs> i know and I, I, yeah that's crazy um but i've never seen it to where we were so bad we had to do any type of you know, brownout situations or rolling blackouts. Now, we've had conservation alerts where we've asked our, uh, you know, members to, hey, mm-hmm. you back off what you're using. What I talked about a, a, a few minutes ago. But, you know, you, you when we watched all that, uh, when the ice storms came and we watched all that that was happening in Texas, boy, I was thankful to be in the Tennessee Valley. Oh, yeah. And, and Sean, probably you can probably add on to what I'm saying on this kind of stuff. But Well, I will say our members do an incredible job. I don't want to say that we haven't really had many issues, thankfully, you know, mm-hmm. with any of that. And, you know, I, I talk to a lot of different uh, groups in all over the country, and they are just not that fortunate. Um, when I describe kind of how we operate and what we do, they're just they're blown away. I mean, I had to turn, you know, three million people off for five hours. Wow. You know, uh, we just, you know, we're really blessed. And we don't we have, have a, that problem. Yeah, we've had a really good system. And. Uh, TVA, they uh, they treat us well. So now, with today's technology, uh, more and more people are using things that run on electricity, computers, things of that sort. But they're pretty efficient, aren't they? So we do we use ele- less electricity now than we used to, even though we have more <clears throat> devices in our homes. I think it depends. Um, you get like me, you try to buy every efficient device you can. 
but I also want them all. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I, it depends on how you want to look at it. But just like Amy said, I am a little more cautious just due to working in this field. I do try to think about, hey, I could charge this later tonight and it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Instead of as soon as I get home, plugging it up, I can wait. I try to think about that and be a little more conscious of it than I normally would. Now, when you go to some drastic areas in preparing for a storm that's in the forecast, uh, I've heard sometimes people saying, fill your bathtub full full of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when do you do that? Well, I, can, I have a story on that. Okay. Um, I think that is more... For a, and I don't know, Sean can add in on this, but but I've I have filled I have filled the bathtub up with water one time, and that was actually in uh, October when I went on vacation to Gulf Shores and was in the uh, Cat Three hurricane. <laughs> so and I was with you know without power, obviously, but but they also shut off the water. So that's where the filling the toil the the filling the tub up is so that you have a water supply so you can use. So you the, were in a, a motel or something? I was, yeah, we were, we, um, we had, it, it was funny, we were out uh, toward Fort Morgan, and we thought that's where it was going to hit, so we moved into um, a hotel in Foley for a, 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 what we thought was a night, which ended up to be two or three nights, but, and, because it shifted and came right over us, but, you know, they, you know, that filling up that toilet is going to, it's, it's when something's going to affect the water system, not so much for electricity right, right. so um, but all you of know, those are emergency actions right that sometimes right. you need to do all of them. you do you know if, if it's if it's a type of situation to where um you know pumps are going to shut down or things are going to happen you know having that water there um in that bathtub was going to was was a must-have when it came to not for drinking but you know to be able to fill the toilet back up so you know you could use it mm-hmm. so. now on a day like today uh, mm-hmm. where they forecast just storms and what have you uh do you stay alerted or are you expecting anything unusual or is it very unpredictable well i never say never um <laughs> but again like amy said i watch the weather really closely i think one of my job descriptions has evolved into being a, a weatherologist uh very amateur anyway at that but I always try to make sure our team is prepared because in my eyes, if the team's prepared, then we're ready to go. We don't have to sit there scrambling. <laughs> so these are things you, you need to be prepared for, uh, even when the, the weather is, is not horrible. Uh, I mean, but rain's in the forecast. It looks like rain outside, but uh, you need to be ready for a surprise. I, I guess that's just good to be alert on things. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Tell you what let's do. We're going to pause for just a moment and uh, check on the traffic and weather. And when we get back, we're going to open up the phone lines. If you have a story you'd like to share or a question you'd like to ask about being prepared for unknown weather situations, give us a shout. 615-893-1450. Call us now. 615-893-1450. Amy Byers and Sean Futrell are with us from Middle Tennessee Electric. Stay with us.
said love, 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 love. This misery. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. Rutherford County's place to talk. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States. And you can order that soup online at DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you're starting a home studio, you need to come to Music World and Drummer's Den. We also have interface for home recording, podcasts. We have USB microphones. All the equipment you need for home recording or podcast. We are your local music store. You need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Has life kept you away from the dentist? Visit us at Almaville Farms Family Dentistry in Smyrna. We're a family dental practice for you and your family's dental needs. We offer general and cosmetic dentistry. We're located just off of I-24 on Almaville Road. Almaville Farms Family Dentistry. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. A salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. I saw a lot of stuff. I spent 10 years first in the Navy, so I saw it from a Navy side, and then I spent my last 10 years in the National Guard. But we did see a lot off the coast of Iraq during Desert Storm 1, and yeah, we did see a lot. After a career in the military, Ron Leonard decided he wanted to give back. It started with training his dog to comfort veterans who suffer from PTSD. He started working with Canines Through Christ, We thought this was a cool thing, so we started training our dog, Molly, and Molly now is a therapy dog to comfort wounded warriors and those that suffer with PTSD. We're bringing these troops home, and they are suffering, and then we also deal with TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. We have a lot of these people that have been so much around war that it's affected the basically the chemical elements in their brain, and they are struggling with that. Or finding yourself under false guilt, why did my buddy die and I didn't? We have one guy that came back that was stage four PTS, which he was suicidal. Once he got a therapy dog, within six months, he was completely off his meds because that dog helped him so much. Leonard, who served in the Navy and later retired from the Army, decided he wanted to give back. It started with training his dog to comfort veterans who suffer from PTSD. What we do is these dogs are trained, and they are trained for a 12-week period, just like a police dog would be trained, and then we give them free to the vet, not a cost to the vet whatsoever. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. 
Good morning. Traffic's busy out here, but it's moving fairly decent. This might some rain as you come down 24 right now up through the Hickory Hollow area headed towards Nashville. Lots of radar spotted down sections of I-24 just past Epps Mill Road. Watch your speed. You never know and you might need them. Free at last bell bonding. Serving Davidson, Williamson, and Rutherford counties. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high around 80 degrees. Winds out of the southwest at 10 to 15, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. This is MTSU President Sidney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM, FM, online. A raindrops keep falling on my head. But that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red. Crying's not for me, cause I'm never stop the rain by complaining because I'm free. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And you may see some raindrops falling on your head today. 615-893-1450. And you can talk or text to so if you want to talk with us, you can do that. Or if you choose to text, you can do that as well. You are in control. The number Congratulations to Sarah Wells. Sarah is our good neighbor of the day. She teaches economics at Siegel High School and an excellent educator, too. She's receiving flowers from Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts as our good neighbor of the day. And our birthday winner today is Kim Dunaway. Kim receives the banana pudding and that's homemade, delicious banana pudding from the Slick Pig Barbecue. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We are broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. And we're visiting with some friends from Middle Tennessee Electric. Amy Byers with us and Sean Futrell. Good to have you both with us today. As you're always, I'm sure, looking and talking with you here this morning, it looks like you all are on the cutting edge of always wanting to do better. Uh, And what are some new things on the horizon that uh, we would not have dreamed of a year, five years ago? Well, like I said, we're always looking to improve. Uh, We meet with many uh, departments throughout our company, just making sure that not only how can we better communicate with our members about their outages, but how can we make those outages shorter uh, and better, more efficient, where we don't either have them or just shorter time. Now, with more people going to electric vehicles or semi-electric, some have vehicles that are half gas, half electric. Uh, Are those pretty economical? I mean, uh, how much electricity is used uh, to to run one of those? Well, I guess it just kind of depends on how you drive it, too. You know, you're going to use what you drive. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think 
some of the things that I've been learning about them, it's not mile for mile. It's all depending on how fast you drive, how warm, cold. And those usually can drive pretty fast. (laughs) I heard they can, yeah. So, um, I don't know if I heard they can is the correct terminology (laughs) here because Sean is a recent um, EV owner. So he just purchased, purchased one about a month or so ago it has not been that long so and you haven't noticed at all that it's uh, very perky at the stoplights leaving the stoplight oh no no (laughs) (laughs) very conservative driver over here (laughs) so uh have you noticed a a difference in your electric bill um i have a little bit not too much because like i said i i try to be conscious about when i charge it and how often i charge it so my wife gets to drive it a lot because she drives more of the driving. So we always try to look at, okay, how many, what are you going to be doing tomorrow or what are you going to be doing? And that's how we'll determine when we're going to charge it. And like I said, usually right before we go to bed, I'll go plug it up when we do want to charge it so it's charging overnight. Now, Middle Tennessee Electric is, is right on the cutting edge of any time there's something that benefits people in this area. Mm-hmm. You're in on it, uh, trying to make it work. One of those is uh, the Internet, uh, especially in the rural areas that don't have any Internet. Uh, And you're working on that very quickly. Uh, Tell us a little about that, if you would. Do you want me to take this one? Yeah, you can take this one. I'll mess it up. I mean, I will say, oh, yeah, we're going to be everywhere soon, but I don't know. Well, you know, we do have the partnership with uh, United uh, Communications, and, and we are working at at focusing first on the areas in the service territory that um, are underserved. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we have been doing starting in January, we've had a broadband survey that we have been conducting um, on our on our website and, and on Facebook, you know, trying to figure out the, the need that's out there um, for our members. And you can still go and take that survey. If you have not taken the survey, you can go to um, mtemc.com forward slash broadband survey i think <laughs> if that's not it just play around on there and you'll find right, it but okay. i'm just doing that off my my memory this morning but um and and what we're wanting to know is how you use the internet what you've got now is it adequate for you and we're trying to target the areas within the middle tennessee electric footprint that are underserved that we need to focus on and that's where we're going to go first now you know one thing that an, an, is an unfortunate thing is that it just takes time you know i think uh we're like well you know there's power lines there you know just get it to me well that's not necessarily you know how we we can't just flip on that switch and you have Mm -hmm. broadband we have to run that fiber we have to get it there we have to map it out i mean there's so much that that you know takes time to get out there and then you know being making it economically feasible for people people to purchase is is part of it too because if we you know, go out and we spend millions and millions and millions to get it to people immediately, they're not going to be able to afford that. You know, it's, it's got to have a plan, we've got to have a mission, and we've got to roll that out. And unfortunately, it takes a little longer than what everybody, nobody wants it out there faster than we do, but that is not uh, necessarily how, you know, this, this situation works. So, now, are you planning on eventually serving all of the Middle Tennessee electric area? Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to... S- speak to that because i don't 100 percent know but i do know that um you know that i don't know how soon that would happen and what that options would happen you know i know um we're going to be focusing on 
you know, the more rural areas first before we bring it into the more metropolitan areas. So, you know, I, I don't know what the rollout uh, specifically. I've not been involved in those type of meetings to know exactly what the rollout's going to look like and exactly where we're going to hit. But I do know we're focusing on the areas. And you know, there's a lot of areas in um, Williamson County uh, in the rural areas and. You know, we've got a lot of rural areas in in Cannon County, and and really Rutherford's got some rural area. You know, we don't we don't think about that because we're just in the hub of Murfreesboro. Sure, but Rutherford County does have some very rural areas that are that are underserved. So we're lo- we're looking there first, and and working on it and figuring out you know where to target first, and and we're building as we're doing that. So it's not like we're sitting there not doing anything. Figuring it out, we're, we're we are moving, we are you know putting up some lines, but we are also mapping out where, where to go next, and and you know how, how long is that going to take? So, like I said, unfortunately, it's it's not a something that happens quickly. You know, you're looking at you know maybe two to five years to get to to some of these places, but but we're definitely working. And and the thing that the members can do to help is fill out that survey. And that is on the internet. Just go. That is on. Out. Yeah, it is. What uh, if you don't have internet because you live in one of those areas? Call us. Well, <laughs> I, call call me. I'll fill it out for you. Okay. <laughs> now, Sean, you since you drive an electric car, I've read some articles about how these electric vehicles, when they become autonomous vehicles, uh, they're going to gobble up internet uh, bandwidth because they have to know where they are and all of that. Uh, so if we think we have a, an overuse of bandwidth right now, uh, from what I've read, it looks like we're going to really need some Internet to gobble on. Uh, you think Middle Tennessee Electric will be there in time for that challenge? That is a very good question. When I think of autonomous, though, I think of kind of how my car does today where it's just reading where I am with me in it. Mm-hmm. And then asking me, you know, to have my hand on the wheel at all times, but it's still going does it in between. Does it sort of drive itself? It does. It's uh-huh. kind of weird. Uh, but like I told one of my friends, you know, I didn't buy it to drive itself. I bought it so I can drive it. So, yeah. um, But with the fully autonomous, like what you're talking about, I do believe that's still a way off. But, you know, like you said, we are going to have to have that bandwidth. Um, and I think that's a struggle with the country just today of having that bandwidth because everything that we always have we always want more anyway but you know you go out just a little out just a little outside of murfreesboro and there's some people that don't have very good access to internet and that's something that you know i hope that's where we can come in and help them get internet they need because you know with how everything's becoming distance learning uh, people working from home, everybody needs good access to Internet. I guess this pandemic has really made everybody aware of whether they have good service or don't. Uh, yes. With Zoom meetings and what have you, classes on the Internet, uh, if you don't have fairly good Internet, uh, you're up the creek. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it's going to be more, obviously, uh, as time goes on. Uh, we, we don't seem to add new things and, and then after a while say, well, we're tired of that. Let's let's get rid of it and go back the way it was. Uh, people, they like those new conveniences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, guilty as well. Um, <laughs> you know, I kept reading about it for many years, and I finally just decided, hey, I'm, I'm ready to do it. So, mm-hmm. well, And you've enjoyed it, and would you recommend that direction? I would. 
I would. I, I love it. Uh, I know a lot of people ask me every day, well, I just I, I drive a lot I, or, you know, that just doesn't fit my lifestyle. Well, I, I guess you could say that about anything until you give it a, you know, give it a try. But mm-hmm. I think it could be suitable for everyone. Um, you just have to be a little more conscious of where you're going and what you're doing for your week. And, of course, you being involved in electricity, uh, it's it's a natural thing for you to have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you believe in your product. So. I do. There you go. <laughs> uh, we have really been fortunate uh, with Middle Tennessee Electric and the growth that it uh, has had. But despite that growth, you've been able to keep the prices affordable. I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah, and and a lot of that, you know, being in the the Tennessee Valley, you know, we we are among some of the lowest rates in the nation, and that's um, something that that we're very proud of. And and you know, I know over the years, I'll have people. You don't get this very often, but I'll have people that'll call and and tell me, you know, I just couldn't believe my first electric bill, how low it was, and they are coming from california or someplace up mm-hmm. north so we are what very does an electric bill out there cost i wonder goodness i don't know <laughs> eight or nine hundred dollars you think you know in the winter it it probably could run because i know you know obviously we, we've talked about this i've i've this i've preached this message yeah. for years and years and years that when the weather is at its extreme hot or cold your electric bill is going to go up. The weather is the biggest factor on your electric bill, period. And so you think about, like, the northern areas when it gets really, really, really cold. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what they are paying. Now, I do know in a lot of those areas, they'll they'll have different heat sources. I think they do oil or, or different things. So, But then you're still adding in that price to your overall heating, you know, calls for the winter. So um, I think it's probably... Uh, astronomical what it can get to in some of those areas so we are very fortunate here and and you know we've got the the tva that that works to keep the rates low but then middle tennessee does that as well you know we we are a non-for-profit utility so we're not out to make money um you know our members are our owners and we are um we we have to justify what we're doing to our members and 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 we keep that in mind um all the time you know my my very first uh manager i ever had larry kirk he told me one of the first lessons he taught me was every dollar you spend is you know our ratepayers dollar and and you need to justify everything you do to them and i've always carried that with me in everything we do and and certainly in the uh co-op setting that we're in right now that is even more true because they are voting members of our board they are they are basically our boss. They they are our owners, and we have to be responsible with what we're doing with their uh, money that they're they pay us for their electric bill. We have a text question from a listener, and we will get to that in just a second. Uh, we also have some other things to touch on in the final segment. We will be right back. If you have a question or comment, the number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We are focusing on Middle Tennessee Electric this morning. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here, too. We're more than talk. 
This is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your home lawn, garden, and farm needs. We have everything you need to help with your garden, lawns, farms, whatever you need for the perfect gift for your feathered friends and your furry friends. Please come see us. We have baby chicks. You don't have to be a member to shop with us. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Good morning. Traffic's busy out here, but it's moving fairly decent despite some rain as you come down 24 right now up through the Hickory Hollow area headed towards Nashville. Lots of radar spotted down sections of I-24 just past Epps Mill Road. Watch your speed. You never know and you might need them. Free at last bell bonding. Serving Davidson, Williamson, and Rutherford counties. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high around 80 degrees. Winds out of the southwest at 10 to 15, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. The Action Line, Rutherford Issues, The Morning News, Swap and Shop, The Crewman Show. We're keeping it local on WGNS, AM, FM, online. And rain is in the forecast. Might be getting a few sprinkles, it looks like, downtown right now. Amy Byers is with us this morning, along with Sean Futrell. And we're learning what we should be doing in the event of a storm. And a stormy day is ahead. Well, rainy day, maybe not too much stormy. Uh, But we have a listener here who's asking, uh, is this the time to add solar energy. They're hearing a lot about solar energy more than they used to. Is uh, this area a logical area for solar energy? I would say, in my opinion, solar would be the best alternative here. But it depends on what works best for you and, you know, your own budget and how you want to do it, you know, with uh, a power wall, storage uh, from that solar, and uh, I'm sure we have programs too. We do, and I think this is the the most important thing to do uh, for anyone who's considering solar. Um, is you know, number one, you need to ask yourself, you know, why why do you want solar? If you think by putting up solar, you're going to save a tremendous amount of money, um, that may not be 
the case. You know, these these systems, they, they cost a lot of money to put in. You'll have, um, you know, a, a payback period built into that. And then, you know, you have to think about days like today and yesterday. You weren't Not making much electricity. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but the most important thing to do, uh, if if you were doing, it, and, and I'm not discouraging doing it. Uh, I just, you just need to make sure, you know, what what are the reasonings behind it? If you're wanting to be part of that, being a good environmental steward and that type of thing, is definitely something to, to consider and to look at. But your first thing you need to do, your starting point, needs to be giving us a call. At Middle Tennessee Electric, because there are so many um, solar installers out there that are not telling you necessarily the truth. You know, I hear on, on the news. You mean they're trying to sell you something. I know they are, <laughs> and you know, I hear on the news in the in the mornings. There's like you get free electricity and get, get all your bills free. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. But you know, that's what they're selling, yeah. and, and so yeah. it's. It's very convincing. They are they are a great have, have a lot of marketing skill behind what they do, and they just may not be telling, you know, the members the truth. So, number one, start with Middle Tennessee Electric. We have Tim Suddeth on staff. He handles our solar programs. He knows it inside and out, and he literally is going to take your hand and lead you through the process. We are an advocate for the member, not for the solar company. So we are the person that's going to be on your side to make sure you're making the right decisions for you. We can run the numbers for you. We can help you decide the size of the system you want, the the pros and cons of different things. And so really, um, I can't stress that enough. And, and actually, we have some workshops that will be starting in, and I don't have the, the, the details right in front of me, but they'll be starting in May. And one of those is a solar workshop. And Tim Sadith is going to be going through uh, kind of the you know what to do when you want to put in a solar system and, and how that that works um, and and so if you're thinking about it that would be a great thing uh, it'll be um, you can go to our Facebook page there'll be some information on there uh, there'll be some information on the website and actually uh, the best place to get it that I know it's going to be and when it's going to be there is the Tennessee Magazine that you should oh, be getting yeah. in your mailbox yeah. this weekend. That center section is all about Middle Tennessee Electric. And we do have some information on the Energy Academy that we are starting. And it's going to be more than just solar. It's a lot of workshops on getting your homes ready for the summer, the heat, the the temperatures, what you can do. And then along with, with that, it's going to be, you know, the solar um, Academy, uh, solar information as well in these energy academies. So make sure you check out the Tennessee Magazine. Get that information. Mark your calendars on when those are happening so you can watch those. And, and again, if you are looking at solar, uh, please start with giving uh, Tim a call and his information. You can go to the website, again, Middle Tennessee Electric, um, dot com and go uh, and look up the – I think it's under um, – residential or programs maybe i i don't have the website pulled up in front of me so i'm probably going to lead you but just get on there and search solar and we'll, you'll you'll find where you need to be and you can get tim's contact information he would love to talk talk to you about solar. he loves, he solar. loves it okay. and he loves to talk about it does middle tennessee electric use solar do you have some fields of solar panels and what have you we do we do have um a, a solar farm and College Grove. College Grove. I haven't I haven't been there yet, so I need to. That's on my to do list this summer is to take a field trip out there. But um, we we do we we definitely are practicing what we preach in this scenario, and um, we do have programs where if people maybe 
you know, they're not for sure. They want to make that investment, but they do want to do something. We have our Green Switch 100 program and other programs that people can participate in without, you know, with the community solar and that type of thing where you're not, you're still uh, supporting solar and you're supporting those programs, but you're not actually putting the panels on your house. So, again, Tim is the one to talk to about that, and all the information on all those programs are going to be on our website. We are flat out of time. Before we leave, what is your web address? Our web address is www.mtemc.com. And our phone number, if you have an outage or you just want to talk to us, you want to update your phone number, is 877-777-9020. Amy Byers and Sean Futrell visiting with us this morning from Middle Tennessee Electric, bringing us up to speed on what's happening at Middle Tennessee Electric, where you are the owner. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty neat. Uh, and, and check out that Tennessee magazine. It is phenomenal. Truman's next right here on WGNS Murfreesboro.